Uh, hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. And we're about to hear another program in the In the Father's Hands series with host Mary Kate Grady. And her guests for this pre recorded program are Dr. Michael Nuzzi, uh, a doctor of veter- veterinary medicine, and his wife Maureen, a stay in home mom and artist. Mary Kate will be talking with the Nuzzies about their tireless efforts on behalf of the unborn, in particular about the Truth Booth, a kiosk based program to discourage abortion by showing how a child actually develops in the womb. Mary Kate? Thank you so much, Jerry. And it's wonderful to be with you all again this week, especially um, this week of Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful to God for and just to reflect on that. And um, one thing that I wanted to mention I was grateful for is to have this program air on JMJ Catholic Radio here out of Scranton. Um, you know, it's so, so Catholic Radio is such a wonderful um, asset to have to be able to just turn on the dial and to listen to the Holy Mass or pray the Rosary or, or get so much wisdom and information about the Catholic Church. And I uh, just wanted to mention, if any of you been, have been thinking lately of wanting to make a donation, um, this is a great cause, Catholic Radio. And if you'd like to make a donation, um, you can go ahead and send one to JMJ Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 851, Pittston, Pennsylvania, 18640. Or you can call them at 570-287-4670. Thank you so much for considering that. And let's begin as we always do by remembering the promise of Jesus that we find in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, when Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And we just want to thank you, Eternal Father, so much for this promise that you always are holding us in your hand and um, that nobody can take us out of your hand. And I'm so pleased today to have um, guests joining us, Mike and Maureen Nuzzi. Thank you so much for being on the program with us today. Thank you, Martin. And um, I, uh, I love having people on that are close friends. It's always kind of enjoyable to me, um, just, you know, when you know somebody so well and you get to talk about the Lord with them, and that's always such a blessing. Um, So I'd like to start, as I normally do with my guests, by asking my guests their favorite scripture verse and why. So if you could start off, um, Michael, giving us your favorite scripture verse. You know, it's uh, like, who's your favorite kid or your grandkid? I guess it's the one you're with today, right? (laughs) So for me, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 which says that if we don't have hope in the resurrection of Christ, we are the most of all peoples to be pitied. And I guess I used to think that meant like we'd be missing out on stuff, because as you get older, you realize you're not missing out on anything at all. But for me now, it means, to me, it means that as he changes our hearts of stone and hearts of flesh, and we love more, um, the more we love, um, the more joyful it is, but also it can be painful. You know, like having Thanksgiving with loved ones. If there's no resurrection, to think, you know, this is only temporary, and someday mm-hmm. we won't be together, that's painful. Yeah. Because you love them so much, because you've 
Jesus has given you his heart. And then when you start to say, well, you know, we're going to be forever, forever together. And and then that's joyful. So that right now is my favorite verse. So here's Maureen. Wonderful. Thank you. Go ahead, Maureen. What's your favorite? Hi, Mary Kate. Well, I have to cheat because I have an Old Testament and a New Testament. My Old Testament is Micah 6, 8, which, um, O man, what does God desire thee? To act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. And uh, the New Testament one is in John seventeen twenty one, and it's when Jesus says, Father, I pray that we will be one as you and I are one. And the, the Old Testament one is because it gives us a directive on how to live our life. And the, the New Testament one, John seventeen twenty one, is because the thought of us being as close to God as he is the Trinity or with each other is just beyond, you know, beyond words. And yeah. I just love that whole image of that and that closeness. And just saying it and reading it makes me feel closer to God. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I like how you snuck in that uh, Old Testament and New Testament there. I, I had so many guests on the program that when I asked them what their favorite verse is, I think uh-huh. I had uh, one guest on and they, they gave me like six. Like that. I don't think they could even help themselves, which is like a wonderful, a wonderful thing because, of course, the Scripture is the Word of God, right? So we like love the whole thing. It's sort of hard to pick, but um, thank you so much. Oh, good. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not alone in that. I have that problem with every single one of my guests. So, um, but anyway, and something else. Oh, thank you. So something I I always enjoy asking my guests about is, um, you know, uh, we all experience God in different ways in our life, and some people struggle to experience God. And I always like to ask my guests if they could share, like, either an experience or just a way in general that God has really showed His presence in their life. And if you would share that with us, Michael, um, if you could share that with us today. I think, you know, the guidance that he gave, gave, gives me, um, a person who really tries to be analytical and make decisions um, that are, you know, the right ones. And um, me and I both, you know, have had lives where, you know, we had uh, some tough times. And uh, God's always there to give us guidance if we ask Him. You know, I'll, I'll say that little novena, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking shall be open unto you. And he always comes through. And he shows, you know, shows me, you know, which house to buy or which job to take and and just his presence with us, you know, his constant concern and love and presence has been very important. And now, now, of course, now that I'm retired or semi-retired, for me, it's also now giving me this vocation, you know, of of doing pro-life work, Mm -hmm. which is a great honor to be doing this for him. And and how about you, Maureen? Do you have a do you have a certain experience or just a, a general way you want to share that uh, you really experience God's presence in your life? Well, the best way to put it is God does. My my friend puts it this way: God makes delicious lemonade, and <laughs> the things that are difficult in our lives, He turns it around and makes good come from it. So when I was growing up and my mom raised um, four kids by herself, she said, "You don't have a father on earth, but you have one in heaven." And I embraced that. I'm like, oh, okay. And so that was the best foundation I think you can give any child is like to know that you are a child of God, that He's always there for you in every every single moment. And um, that makes all of us brothers and sisters. It just it keeps yeah. extrapolating throughout your whole life. And that that's I think my foundation. And I think that's 
one of the greatest things, and I'm so grateful, and I just feel um, love much greater because of that, and, and I really have, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to come up to people, strangers, when we're talking and stuff, but then I just remember they're my brother and sister, and then it's much, so much easier, so. Yeah, that's something, well, two things I wanted to comment on what you said um, is it's really interesting that you bring up about your mom saying about how you have a heavenly father because the program is titled In the Father's Hands. And I think oh. that's kind of neat how that ties into what you're saying, you know, about how mm-hmm. the father's holding us. And uh, oh, another yeah. point to that, too, is I know some people really struggle, especially when you're thinking this time of year at Thanksgiving. You know, some mm-hmm. people don't have family at all, not just not a dad. You know, maybe their parents are deceased or they don't know their parents or their um, children are estranged to them. And just the mm-hmm. idea of, like, when you're walking with God, you always have family. You know, exactly. you, you might you might not have, like, brothers and sisters, children, parents to be with you on Thanksgiving, but, like, mm-hmm. when you're, like, a part of the Catholic Church or you're following Christ, you have family everywhere, you know, as you mm-hmm. said all brothers and sisters in Christ, and so I think that's, uh, um, you know, apropos that you bring that up, especially this time of year when people really struggle with feeling like, like they don't have family. Mm-hmm. That's true, and I remember reading a saint had said that God likes when we use imagination, how to use our imagination, and of course in a positive positive way, and so we can picture ourselves as little children before our Heavenly Father and how endearingly He holds us, and if you're alone, you can have that image, and it's it's something you can imagine in your mind, but it is a truth, and that's what we look forward to in eternity, is being with God and having His arms around us. So these images, during these difficult times when people are, like you said, especially lonely, they, they'll just change their whole day. They'll <laughs> Mm. changes my day and different times when things are difficult. So definitely somebody out there. Yes, no, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, you know, something that uh, Jerry had mentioned in the beginning of the program was um, a little bit about um, the truth booth. Um, you know, Maureen and Michael have um, dedicated their life to besides their family and other things that God has asked them to do, um, also working so much um, for mothers and fathers and the children, protecting them from the trauma of abortion. Um, and a way that um, there's there's a way that you've, you've both been able to do that through the Truth Booth. So I was going to ask if you would just talk a little bit about what the Truth Booth is, and then we can um, uh, talk about the new campaign that we have coming up this year. Okay. Well, my husband came up with this idea of if the young children could see what a baby looks like in the womb. And, and when he got this idea is when 4D ultrasound first came out. And that was just tremendous. Like, how real the baby looks. It's not just yes. like, like they quote-unquote blob the tissue. This is a real child with hands and arms and legs. And it's so beautiful. And, and But how could, we, how could we do this? So we had them in malls. And the children could go by. They could see this. And... I um I sidewalk counseled, and I would always tell the girls, I've never seen a woman who kept her baby regretted, that I've seen people who didn't keep their baby regretted. Mm. And this is what your baby looks like, and this is what's happening. And we'll reassure them that we'll be there to help them, or we'll 
resource you to other people who have the capability of helping you and let them know that they're we're, we are an extended family. We are really, truly, that idea of what's called the father and family goes into how we care for the least of our brothers, least mm-hmm. of our sisters, and they need this. And and this, this goes out to um, the poor fathers who, who probably sometimes fought hard to try to keep that child in the grief that they hold in their heart to realize that we're praying for them, too. That we know mm-hmm. that you know this was something for you, but the truth booth showed the images, and when the, when um, it was so beautiful, when a child would come by and give, look, mommy, a baby, they instantly recognized this as a, as a child, and yeah. um, and then also from it, I was able to actually talk to girls that were contemplating abortion, and um, it helped you know put a face to their decision instead of it being an obscure thing. And um, and I've actually got to hold, hold the child that they kept, which is wow. phenomenal. And that was just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, and they're very happy, and they're just so grateful for this child. And we stay with them as long as they want. Sometimes these, these girls have been doing this a long time because the children could be 18, and we still help them at Christmas time or whatever. And when they're ready to move on and they want to just go on we let them go their way, but we don't give up on them. That they they need us. We're there for them. Thank you so much, Maureen, for explaining that. And um, uh, but, and I, I also want to one more thing. When please. when I was doing this and I was working with um, the women who were keeping their babies, one of the things we needed a lot that was expensive is car seats because when they come out of the hospital, they have a car seat. And yeah. I so I would start even going to like business districts and knocking on doors of. Um, like all these factory doors and and these these people, it was amazing how generous they are. And this one man just whipped out a poem that he wrote about life, <laughs> which is how the Holy Spirit leads you, you know. And like they were so grateful to be able to help. So there's like such a resource and so many good hearts out there, and they they just need to know where they can you know channel it to. So that leads into the next project we're on. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking yeah. to channel these resources into helping these moms' babies. Okay, we ask you to, you know, like, you know, reconsider this, but let you know you're not alone. And then uh, the next one is to like help help you with this, keep this decision. Yeah, and that, that's the whole like beautiful thing is like we're not just here to help you help save the baby. Like we're here for your whole mm-hmm. family. We're here for the mother, the father. And we're mm-hmm. going to be with you as long as you need us. That's so beautiful. That's like that's what Christ does for us. He's, he doesn't just save us from our sins. He just he carries us all the way through. He'll be with us forever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so beautiful. So um, I'd like to hear about the new campaign, the Christmas is Life. Can we hear about that? Okay, I'll put Michael on for that. Okay. Well, real quick, back to the truth is, you know, uh, first responders are all trained on what to do in an emergency and our young people to become pregnant. That's an emergency for them. So the beauty of the truth booth is they're prepared. They know that this is a human being. They've had, they've had some previous training on how to handle this pregnancy using reality. And people can go to LifeWorks Ohio or okay. truthbooth.org and see the video. In fact, there's a QR code that you can copy for free to put on literature that a smartphone, that this video um, starting at seven weeks of the development of the baby and then set the music. It's a beautiful video is available to them. But it's really important that, you know, it gets into some schools um, and that, you know, as a, as a parent or a grandparent, that your kids get to see it. And 
and and can because visual things stay with us longer than things we hear. So that's definitely that yes, yeah. So the other project now that Maureen and I are working on is called Christmas Means Life, and you know, it's simply um, the blueprint of the wise men um, and how they handled Christmas. You know. They didn't um, go to Bethlehem and say on the way, you know, I'd like a new camel, maybe get me one of those German models that backs up <laughs> on its own, or, you know, I want an iPhone 13. You know, they were bringing presents to baby Jesus. There's nothing wrong with us giving presents to another, one another, but what, what Marie and I are saying is add another person to your list and let that be the baby Jesus, you know, who can be found in women and babies that are in crisis pregnancies. And what we're asking people to do is either forego a present or just add um, um, a gift to uh, a crisis pregnancy center, a maternity home or an adoption home that needs money uh, this Christmas. So, um, you know, um, good counsel home would be um, an excellent choice. Um, also, um, we're, we're also trying to funnel some money into the uh, places in, in Texas that need help. And, uh, you know, they can go to Texas Right to Life um, and hit that search button at the top, and uh, pregnancy assistance would come up. And then there's uh, a map with over 200 uh, uh, places in Texas that are helping uh, women and babies in crisis pregnancies that they can donate to. And um, when they do that, I'd like them to note that it's from Christmas Means Life. You know, not the donation, but that's how it was, um, it was funneled. Because we'd like this to be a national program to bring money, especially to Texas. You know, uh, right. this law is a wonderful thing, but it's a two-edged sword. And um, the other side of it is, is going to be women who are going to need more help. Right. Um, and we're going to be criticized if we're not there to help them, not just by the world, but by our Lord. Right. You know, he wants us to be there to help them. So, you know, God, the devil will try to make bad come out of good. So the devil will try, we have to be a step ahead of him. Mm. He's going to try to figure out how to make this look like it's up to bad. Right. And but it can't. We have, we need lots of witnesses and and uh, people who say you know this is a wonderful thing for me. Now now I've got a career and I have my baby. You know mm. before I would have lost my baby and had nothing. Um, right. So we need to funnel money to uh, the crisis pregnancy centers in Texas, I believe, because and if you wouldn't mind, gonna... Mike, I'm just oh go ahead. Okay, no go ahead, Mike. No, I was just in following up with what you're saying. Three of the, the centers by, that we have by name is the Birth Choice of Dallas, Texas, um, the St. John Paul II Life Center in Austin, Texas, and the Houston Pregnancy Help Center in Houston, Texas. Those are just three, um, three different places that they could donate to specifically. And as you said, Mike, they can go to TexasRightToLife.com and click on the pregnancy assistance to find that list, as you mentioned earlier, of 200-plus um, adoption agencies, maternity homes, and resource centers. So um, yeah, you know, definitely go in there and check that out, you know. Yes, right. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've worked overseas as a volunteer, and the least of our brethren are right in front of us right here in America. Uh, the post abortive woman is probably the least of our brethren. That's another resource that needs to be funded is post-abortive healing. Um, mm. You know, that's such a big thing in America, and it keeps some people away from the Eucharist, which is really a shame. You know, should be weeping over that. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, giving money to our Lord at Christmas, bringing Him a present, you know, um, and, and seeing Him in, in, in the least of our brethren right here in our own country, 
Um, but, you know, I, I, we do several counts when you do it, you know, when those at your back. Um, and, you know, when we see those women going into that abortion clinic, I don't care if they pulled in an Alexis or a Mercedes. They're the poorest of the poor. Yeah. Now, I really yeah. just feel like they are living in. Mother Teresa used to say there's nothing poor. There's no greater poverty. You know, so, um, you know, this is what we need to do is, is help, you know, the women see the light and see the truth, you know, through all the lies you know, of the devil. So, you know, we just think that uh, Christmas means life. And, and anybody who, who's on um, social media who can spread this idea, um, we actually don't have a website up yet, but we, but we will. Um, but uh, social media, if we can get this thing to go viral in some way, so the people around the country, friends and family around the country, know. Listen, let's this Christmas, let's you know, send fifty dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars, or whatever we can mm-hmm. to um, a crisis pregnancy center, and they're willing to tell us the ones that are the most in need. You know, the three that you just talked about are right, right next to um, uh, abortion clinics. Right. So they're getting a lot of people who are changing their mind, walking into there and saying, "Can you help me?" One thing that I wanted to mention, I don't know if you and Maureen are aware of this, but for anyone that's on Facebook, something that you'll see on Facebook is that um, Facebook has a function when your birthday is coming up that you can put something on Facebook that says, um, my birthday's, you know, on such and such a day, and in honor of my birthday, I'm asking all my friends to donate to this specific cause. And so that's something um, that, that's not directly related to Christmas, but I think that could tie into this, that I see a lot of different people say, okay, my birthday's, you know, November 26th, please donate to um, St. Jude's for children, or my birthday's December 1st, please donate to, um, you know, some kind of organization, charitable fund. And so that's another thing that people could do here, not just at Christmas, but also um, through Facebook on your birthday, you could pick as the fundraiser of your choice a um, a pro-life home or ministry in your area or something that's, um, you know, uh, international or, you know, even in a different, even at one of the places in Texas, you can select anywhere you want money to go in your honor for your birthday. Um, so let's do it for Jesus' birthday, and then we can also extend this to our birthdays, too, for anyone who's on Facebook. Um, and I just wanted to mention anyone that would like more information about how to possibly donate or get the word out there um, for Christmas Means Life, you can go um, and go ahead and email me um, at in the Father's Hands Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's in the Father's Hands Podcast at gmail.com. And um, I thank you so much, you know, Mike and Maureen, for coming on and speaking about this and the great work that you do. And, you know, we, we just have a few minutes left, but I have one last question for each of you. Um, and that would be what is something impossible that you have seen God do in your life? Um, I don't know who wants to take a stab at that first. <laughs> uh, I would say building love that I never thought I had, you know. Of course, Maureen's been a big part of that, and the kids and the grandkids. Yeah, it's amazing you said about birthdays, because Maureen's been telling me that for a year. should be on birthdays, anniversaries, but I would say building love in my, that I didn't know I had any chance of having that much love and joy. But here's Maureen. Sorry, Mary-Kate, I don't have an answer to that question because I'm a very positive person. <laughs> and when when I get a challenge, it's just a matter of time before, like, the answer is right there. Yeah. So, so I'm there's nothing impossible with God for you, is that right? That's right. And if uh, if it doesn't happen, then it's not the right timing or, you know, there's a reason for that. 
Absolutely. We have to, you have to bend, um, like palm trees with the wind. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, goodness. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate having you on. And um, Michael, if you if you wouldn't mind just sharing real quick, if people wanted to come out and pray at the abortion clinic where you're at um, there in New Jersey, um, what time do you guys go out and pray in front of the clinic? Yeah, it's 502 North Kings Highway in Cherry Hill. Um, seven to nine is when you know most of the women go in. But we if, during 40 Days for Life, we have people meeting babies being saved in the afternoon. Um, so, you know, uh, whenever they can get out there when it's open, it's amazing. And, and of course, you might be saving a baby for next time, handing out literature right. and talking to, these, to the girls. So, Right, and, um, and definitely something else, too, and I, I think Maureen ties into this as well, where, you know, there's, there's the people standing out at the clinic, you know, counseling and praying, but then there's the people fasting and praying at home. Um, for the people out at the, for the women and mothers mm-hmm. and children, but also for those standing outside at the clinic. If you can't make it out yeah. to a clinic, that doesn't mean that you don't have a role in assisting with that, you know? Yes. Yeah, we all have to. I mean, we're not going to be able to go before our king and say, oh, we let 3,000 of your babies be killed every day. You know, he's not okay. going to look at us and go, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. He loves them more than, you know, a worldly king would love his subjects, so. I wouldn't want to go for a world that came and say that. So I, I do think we all have to play a part in it. And, you know, the church teaches it's the greatest intrinsic evil. And it is. Absolutely, yeah. Michael, would you close out uh, close out our program today with a prayer? Sure. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, we ask the Holy Spirit to be with us and be with the listeners and guide them in their lives, um, guide them in how they can be a part of the pro-life movement, save babies, save beautiful babies that we'll get to be with in heaven for eternity, you know, be able to eat meals, hug, and have fun with, um, because they're there, and so we want to be there with them. And all the good things you do first, Lord, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm um, just in closing out here again, I would... Um, like to just let everybody know if they would like um, more information on Christmas Means Life um, or um, help finding resources. Maybe you're, you don't have a computer at home or you're not really an Internet person. Um, you can go ahead and email me, and I can help set you up with phone numbers or resources to uh, make a donation to a, a pro-life um, home in your area or somewhere in the U.S. Um, again, you can email me at in the father's hands podcast podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and again as i mentioned earlier please consider donating and supporting catholic radio especially here in scranton jmj catholic radio Uh, we thank you all so much for your time today and wishing you all very um, blessed and happy thanksgiving and again just thanking the heavenly father for having us and his family for always will always be in his hands and part of his family. And thank you so much, Mike and Maureen, for joining us today. God bless both of you. Thank you. God bless you, and we'll see you all again next time. Thank you so much.